do you scratch your head wondering why your kid do that? Maybe they're snarky. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're just totally unfocused and lacking common sense. Well, we've all been there. And guess what? You need to understand why your kid is doing what they're doing. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm the Mental Health Trailblazer, and join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about why did my kid do that? It's something I have a conversation every single day with one of the parents that come and see me. And you know what? It's hard to be a parent detective. Today, we're going to dive into the whys of behavior and how you can help your child be more regulated. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and this is It's Gonna Be Okay. And we're talking about why did my kid do that? Many times we have behaviors of virtual fi maybe frustrated, maybe straight on angry about. But I promise you, most behaviors kids do, they're just not doing it on purpose. They don't know why they're doing it. And, you know, there was a chat in our natural parenting solutions group. If you're not in there, drrosanne.com forward slash group. And the mom had said, you know, she doesn't even know why she's acting this way. And, you know, that's pretty normal for kids to not understand their own behaviors, especially when we as adults don't. So let's dive into all the things about kids' behaviors, why they do it, and figure out so that we can help you be a better parent because our kids need us more than ever. And I'm going to start off by saying behavior is the language of children, and that's children of all ages. (laughs) And, you know, some kids mature at different rates, and, you know, some kids are very mature, very young, and some kids take, you know, like to their 20s to mature. And there's a lot of reasons why we'll talk about that. But Their behavior, as annoying, as frightening, as whatever adjective you want to use by it, is an indicator of what's going on in the inside. So sometimes when we're really frustrated by a kid who's maybe quick to get angry or irritated, you know, it's something that's on the outside that you can see and you can address, right? So the question becomes, how do you address that? So let's talk about it. First, we have to say, When we talk about kids' behavior, we always have to say, is this a behavioral concern? Like this is a serious clinical issue, or is this just something that's normal developmental issue? So, you know, starting from young kids, you know, toddlers all the way up, they want to differentiate from us. They want to have autonomy. And so there's just normal points for kids' behaviors. Maybe they're trying something new on. There's something different. And it's a behavior where you're like kind of scratching your head. This is all new for them. And it's new for us, especially when it's our first kid, right? You know, that kid that blazes the trail. Um, My sister always would say that, you know, I was the third kid and I had it easy. I kind of did, but I also knew how to work my mom. She didn't. She didn't speak her language, I tell you that. So every relationship is a little different. Every kid's temperament is a little different. And, you know, sometimes temperament is why we see certain behaviors, you know, absolutely. So the first thing we actually want to do is for ourselves is we don't want to personalize our behavior. So I know there's times when you're really annoyed. And recently, you know, I had a, a parent set who just doesn't get their kid and is like, this kid isn't as perfectly behaved as the other three kids in their house. Something's wrong with this kid. And yeah, the kid definitely had some ADD. And 
we did neurofeedback and really worked on it, but just not understanding her behavior amongst three other kids that are pretty neurotypical and really felt like, why is this kid doing it? There's some really funny stories that if I said would be too obvious who it was, but basically they were doing some kinds of behaviors that were somewhat compulsive in a way, right? Pretty funny stuff, actually. It's a little girl. And the parents were like incensed about, you know, something really silly, like they took something and was like, was running around with it. And they really personalized the behavior, right? And just why did that happen? They weren't being a parent detective, which is super important in understanding your child's behavior. Again, none of this is easy. Like I have a doctorate in this stuff, you know, and having worked with thousands of kids over the years, it really becomes quite obvious for me as an outsider. And that's why people always, you know, want to work with us. And if you do want to work with us, you can go to drrosian.com forward slash help and take our solution matcher. But you got to put that hat on and take away the upset, take away the fear, take away whatever, again, whatever emotion you're experiencing and say, why are these behaviors happening? What's going on? Often these behaviors are learned. When we think about kids' behaviors, just like anything else, right? You know, you think about healthy habits that they do, you know, they come down and they maybe go to the fridge and get breakfast going or put plates out, you know, all those things that you've taught them. Well, in that same way, it, behaviors that don't serve us can get ingrained. And we have to look at it as, you know, is this a learned behavior? Is this a learned response that they don't know how to unlearn? And many parents will say, well, but I've said this. Could it be that there's a clinical issue getting away of new learning? And if you have a child who has a clinical issue, yes, they're going to take three times minimum as long to learn something. So if you have multiple kids, a lot of times, you know, you're like, well, I did this for, you know, Amy three times, but her sister Becky didn't get it. Why? Well, maybe it's that learned response. They need more reinforcement. Maybe there is a clinical issue. Maybe there's not a clinical issue. And we want to make sure that we're providing a lot of reinforcement for somebody to do that because we are often surprised that a child has grabbed onto a behavior. And kids can, can do that in so many ways. It could be that they're anxious. It could be that they didn't processing issues that get in the way. It could be that you're using too much negative language at home and you're like, don't do that. Don't do that. And they don't know what to do. So they get stuck on that same behavior. Learning means you're doing something new and new makes people uncomfortable. I mean, I can't believe how uncomfortable adults get with new stuff. I'm always doing new things. A big problem with kids' behaviors is mismatched expectations for you and your child. And this happens across the developmental spectrum. From, you know, the parent that thinks um, a younger child can't or should be able to do something, right? Remember when uh, Max was really little and uh, we were at the park and he fell and and he, you know, like skinned his knee and was bleeding, but just like got up. And I was like, okay, you're right. And he was like, yeah. And his dad was like freaking out on me that he had skinned his knee. And I was like, buddy, like. He's a boy. This happens all the time. I'm not going to overreact to it. All these years later, right? Like probably 16, 17 years later, still struck by his overreaction to that, right? Because my child was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Got a mandate. And I was like, okay. You know, but when we talk about expectations for our kids, what are we, are we being explicit? Are we saying, hey, this is what's going on? 
kids with processing issues a lot of times need things in writing. You know, here's choice A, here's choice B. I recently was meeting with one of my uh, our families and I was like, I want you to write it out. Instead of saying, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. You can say, hmm, sounds like you're choosing option A, right? You didn't want option A, but sounds like you're choosing option A instead of getting in all that micro pieces. It was, it was a disagreement homework. And the child knew that if they don't keep up their homework, they're going to have to go down into a lower, less advanced class. And they didn't want to, but they don't want to do their homework. So it's just this constant bickering and you can't do that. So what's the expectation? The expectation of that parent was he should just be able to do it. And these are things that happen every day. This is a great parent. Like, he should be doing it every day, but the child's expectation was something different. And sometimes it's really the reverse where the parent has a mismatch, mismatch expectations, right? So what are some reasons, other reasons where kids struggle at home? Sometimes it's a stressed family ecosystem. Sometimes there's something going on at home that, you know, maybe they're big things like financial changes or, you know, the death of a pet or a grandparent or a divorce, or, you know, maybe you're just stressed because you have a job that's stressful. And sometimes those stressors can affect your children. We don't live in a world where we want to protect our child and they never experience stress. But even just talking about it is a huge help for a child talking about what it is, how you manage it can be incredibly impactful, not just in that moment, but for what your child does in their future, right? Because remember, we're really creating generational mental health. And we want our kids to learn from us. And even when we are imperfect, like you yell at your kid or you do any of those kinds of things, you got to apologize. You got to talk to your kids, right? We don't talk enough about feelings and we have to think about all the pieces. As a parent detective, you got to think about all the pieces that are contributing to that behavior, right? And instead of getting overwhelmed, as I always say, be empowered by the options, right? Because a lot of times parents were like, oh my gosh, you know, I had this family that flew in out to me yesterday. They're fantastic. Love them. And um, they were like, we knew we came in here. Dr. Rowe was going to make us do a dietary change. And I was so glad. And I was like, you're not freaked out by it, right? And they're like, no, we're ready for it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're going to get all the benefits. The whole ecosystem's getting the diet change, right? Hey parents, looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids and parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic, it's science, and it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. DrRoseanne.com forward slash magnesium. Avoiding behavior. Sometimes kids' behaviors are really about avoiding something. Sometimes it's avoiding something they don't want to do, like they just don't want to do it. It could be they don't want to transition out of something. It could be that what you're asking them to do makes them feel uncomfortable in some way and they just don't have stress tolerance. And a lot of our behaviors are avoided, kids and adults. When you're examining it, right, think about it, right? Don't just think, well, you can't avoid that forever. 
what you want to say is, oh, I, I see this is hard for you. Do you have any, you know, I wouldn't say, do you have any idea? Like, what do you think is the thing that's hard for you? Or how do you feel when it's hard for you? You know, try to get them to connect. And this is all going to be new learning. If you're not talking like this, they're not going to have the answers. So we always want to cue our kids, make sure they, they help them understand. Okay. One of the biggest reasons I see my, you know, the kids I work with, the neurodivergent kids, the kids with pans and pandas, the kids with, you know, anxiety, whatever's going on with them, sensory issues get in the way of their behavior. And I want to say that it's a simple fix, but it's not. It's a lifetime, you know, it's a lifetime of changing your lifestyle. And when we think about sensory issues, we might not understand for many neurodivergent kids or kids that are struggling, just input from their environment causes their nervous system to stress. It might mean that they might be more startled. It might be they may be angry. They might be more irritated. So there are sensory techniques that can help to regulate your nervous system. So everything from sensory exercises, like brain gym type exercises, swimming, karate, those are really top sensory activities. But it could be doing things at home like trampolining or, or a weighted blanket. There's ways to help your nervous system regulate. I can tell you like my older son likes to jump and that sort of just helps him to kind of regulate and, you know, might be a bath, but you want to think about what it is. So we have somebody who says, you know, their son has avoidant behavior only towards me and she's puzzled. That's a great, great question because I can't even tell you how many times that a child only shows certain behaviors in places or towards people and how confusing that could be that your child feels like your child's doing that on purpose. And really it's because that's the safest place or the safest person. Also, sometimes you have more conflict, right? Like if you're not able to, if you're somebody who's easily irritated and you're getting into a lot of conflict with your your kid, you just may have conflict all the time, right? If you're not trying to um, self-regulate, you're not trying to use emotional language, it could be that one, they feel safe. Two, you have different kinds of personality. Somebody says they love the weighted blanket. I know I love the weighted blanket. It's great. And just to know sensory activities, whether it's weighted blankets or rolling on the ground, there's so many awesome sensory activities. They tend to last about 20 minutes. So that's your optimal time. I know a lot of people do it like uh, sensory activities before, like academics or dinner or certain things. You can switch and do another, but they tend to have its optimal times about 20 minutes on the nervous system. Um, so, you know, they don't last forever, but the more you do it, the more the nervous system gets into a regulated state. So self-regulation isn't like, wow, I achieved the self-regulation. I never have to do anything again. It's an ongoing process. So make sure that you're using the tools. Hunger or fatigue. I find that some kids are just lousy sleepers. Some kids are restrictive eaters. These two things tend to be some of the biggest reasons why kids have behaviors. I cannot even tell you how many kids I know that eat nothing but chicken nuggets and you know French fries or chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and things. You just can't get nutrients from that, people. You can't. You need a variety of foods. Never making you feel guilty. But what else are you going to do to put in your body, right? What can you do to help regulate? There are other things. Of course, I'm going to recommend our multi-mag brain formula. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. Magnesium is the most used nutrient in the body. 
that coupled with vitamin D is just really pretty essential for everybody on the planet. And our multi-mag brain formula really was designed for the brain to come and regulate it. But it's something that, again, we can't sort of get enough of magnesium. We need a lot of it, but you need nutrients. You need protein. You need fat. The brain needs fat to calm and regulate itself. And a lot of kids aren't getting on, getting enough. So what do we do with our kids that are, you know, maybe they're irritated or they're forgetful or all of those things at once. And that happens a lot. So number one, if you have a kid who's agitated, when a kid is activated, there no learning can occur. So we have to calm that brain, right? That's why I'm calm brain, happy family. You got to focus on stress tolerance and coping skills. It's just a different way. It's shifting your parenting. Maybe you're yelling a lot. Maybe you're doing over reminding and it's changing from that to focusing on, wow, you did such a great job on that today. What do you think was different? You know, really getting them to point out and think about it to make their own connections. And stress tolerance, right? We need our kids to have a band, a continuum, right? We call it a window of tolerance. You need a window of tolerance to manage stress. I think that is something that all people need. And I think in today's world, we don't have enough of that, right? And when we think about, you know, the skills that really help them, it is those coping skills. Now, obviously, you know, when your child is really unfocused and all of those things, you really need to think about structure and setting up the right structure. I have lots of blogs and different areas that really get you into the specifics. But when we actually think about our kids' behavior, please know it's generally not on purpose and we can't personalize the behavior. I mean, I don't even care if they tell you they hate your guts. They are being mean. But they don't mean to be. They don't know what else to do. And so when you remove that from that, then you don't get so activated and you're able to be that parent detective. I want to give a shout out to somebody who just said they ordered our multi-mag um, powder last week and they can't wait to try it. So thank you for that. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I had somebody who, again, came in yesterday and flew in and they were like, we, we are, we're so excited. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. So Wherever you are on this parenting journey and you feel that your child really is not learning, they're not understanding what they need to do, you're always welcome to go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. It's going to have a solution matcher and you get lots of great tips. And we do a lot of psychoeducation and resources, right? I'm committed to, you know, changing the way we view and think children's mental health, but don't feel alone and get the help that you need. Nobody ever regrets help. They only regret when they don't. Sending everybody a lot of love. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs and we are not trained to code our child's behavior, but I hope today you got the skills to be more thoughtful and understand their behavior isn't just about you. It's really about them and not knowing what they should do. So just know it's going to be okay when you take one step towards fostering and shaping those behaviors you do want to see with your kid. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash 
help to get the right solution for where you're at.